to the third season of The Coaching Cast, your working from home managers club. Regardless of where you are working right now, at home, in the office, or a blend of both, or whatever you do as a career, we've got something for you at The Coaching Cast. I'm Lisa, founder of Grip Corporate Coaching, personal performance coach, leader, and chief eye roller when it comes to all nonsensical corporate mumbo jumbo, which suffocates rather than advocates. And I'm Susie, sales and business coach at Future You Business Coaching, currently taking on my hardest coaching assignment to date, parenting that toddler who doesn't take too kindly to being questioned. In this podcast, we aim to explore the leadership and coaching techniques required to navigate and survive the current business environment, presenting different topics each episode, which we will discuss with some special guests along the way, sharing ideas, hints and tips for you to take away and try for yourself. We hope you enjoy listening. Today we are joined by Victoria Barker, founder of Credible Coach, an online service enabling individuals to be connected with fully qualified, authentic coaches to discuss what coaching is, when you would seek coaching and how to find the right coach for you. So stay with us and enjoy. So before we get into it and have Victoria join us for our discussion today about coaching and finding the right coach, uh, Suze, how's your week been? Yeah, hello. Um, Yeah, it's been a busy old week, I have to say. Busy old house, lots going on, Um, good stuff. So uh, yeah, I appreciate and grateful for all of that. I actually got my dad here. So I don't know if you remember, we had Martin on in season two as one of our guests. So yeah, my dad is here. Um, actually, I've put him to work. I've put him to work. There's no rest. No rest. He's not come up for a nice, you know, relaxing trip. Um, I've put him to work decorating uh, a new room in my house. <laughs> so my dad uh, has, has a little sideline of being a professional decorator. Is that so handy? So handy. So handy. So I know. Handy. I know. Oh, I'm very jealous. So not only does he like moonlight coming on to podcast talking about building coaching cultures mm-hmm. he also can decorate <laughs> a very high standard your room <laughs> so um oh, multi-talented that's alarm oh oh. Alarm. oh oh god oh god i don't know what's happening <laughs> oh no okay bear with me bear with me i'm i'm too alarmed i've got alarms everywhere <laughs> <laughs> the alarm's going off modern technology modern technology well you warned us last episode that it may go off this We've... is a different alarm. This oh, it's a different, different alarm. I've got oh, multiple alarms, Lisa, going off. I know, because so this... you're trying to learn about this whole new system. So what's oh it telling God. you today? What's so happening? This is my blood glucose alarm saying that my blood glucose is going a bit low um, and I'm in need of a bit of sugar, which I'll do in a second. Um, <laughs> but my my pump also alarms. I have multiple alarms. You've got systems. multiple alarm systems. You're just going off. It's kicking like... off. Honestly, honestly, that that's yeah, that's Pass, funny. Pass over a Percy pig. Isn't that what you like? Your Percy pigs? Uh, oh, I love a Percy pig and they have such good sugar content. <laughs> do you know, like sweets don't really have that much sugar in now. So if you're diabetic, yeah, yeah. it's actually quite hard to get the right level of sugar because sweets have less like sugar in now. Anyway, that's a really boring diabetic. No, fact. well, uh, you know, uh, I suppose it's one of those watch outs for parents as well, isn't it? You don't want to feed your children too much sugar. So 
you know, although Susie is a fan of Percy Pigs, but maybe people with kids, watch out. Mm. I'll send them sky high. <laughs> yeah, no, the yeah, Percy Pigs no go <laughs> if you've got maybe a child. Um, so but I am a big fan of a Percy Pig in general. Oh like, yeah, I love a Percy, Percy Pig. Pig. If you have the Percy Pig cake, there's like the Percy Pig. I bought my mum like a Percy Pig um planter with like a plant pot. <laughs> no. Like a plant pot. I think it was for Easter or Christmas. I can't remember. Big fan of a Percy Pig in this house. God, he's really branched out. He's in so many products now. It's, it's beyond he's the scaled. Suite. He's scaled. scaled up. Yeah. Yeah. Who would Definitely. have thought we could all learn from the entrepreneurial ship skills <laughs> of Percy Pig? He's branched into so many products. He's diversified his range. He really has, as you say, scaled up. Impressive. So oh. you've got Martin there. I've got Robin here, who also featured in season two wow. of the coaching cast. So yeah, Robin Terry is here. Uh, not at this right in this moment though, because he did say to me, "Oh, are you recording the podcast?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "Oh, what time is that?" I said, 9 30 We record the podcast on a Tuesday. I've got a special guest on this one today, and he went, "Oh, well, me and your stepmom will uh, will duck out then, so they were not in the way for that one." Um, because Pauline actually also featured in she the did. season of the coaching cast as well. She did. Um, for anyone who watched the bloopers uh, from that particular episode, but they've taken themselves off to the uh, local garden centre because one of the main reasons that they're here with me this particular trip one mainly because we haven't seen each other for a very long time and they haven't visited us here in the Cotswolds for nearly three years because of COVID and everything um, it's also because I bought them a voucher for this particular garden centre and it runs out at the end of this month so uh, they've rushed up to quickly spend that money so that they get their Christmas present and apparently according to Robin um, he might be buying an axe an axe yeah apparently he needs a new axe Wow. God was, knows. Was Pauline aware of this purchase? Uh, yeah, quite. I, I mean, it's a worry. My dad is the opposite to Martin. He's not practical in any sense. So I'm a bit worried that he wants to invest in an axe. Oh. It's, it's for the garden, apparently. But Oh, wow. Okay. Well, God I love knows. how your dad's here to kind of spend time with you and, and you know, do well, nice things. I say, I've put my dad to work. He's under the guise of spending time with me, but it's more because his voucher is going to run out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah. needs to make use of his voucher. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's not funny. Both our dads are here, but sadly can't get them on because that'd be funny if we could get them on together. Hi. I know, had a little season two reunion. Today we're joined by Victoria Barker. Victoria started her career working for large brands such as Bentley, Hilton and Chelsea Football Club in various roles, including HR. Fascinated with entrepreneurship, she started her own app company over five years ago, partly triggered as well by her own personal experiences. And five years later, Credible Coach was born. Victoria's favourite quote is from the author J.K. Rowling. It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. In her own words, I used to be so terrified of fear. However, I'm so happy I experienced it. It taught me that it's not actually as bad as we think it's going to be. And secondly, it's the best way to learn and means you're much closer to getting it right. Welcome, Victoria, to the coaching cast. Thank you so much for joining Hi. us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's fab. It's fab. Honestly, I know you and I, I think we first met, I want to say... January but then I seem to think anything at the beginning of the year must have started in January but it might have been a bit later February yeah, that's when we first yeah. spoke wasn't it yeah, um, yeah 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 
And actually, it's, I don't think I've spoken to you properly since. We've had shared a lot of emails and mutual likes on uh, social media. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's lovely to see you again. Lovely to yes, see you. Yes, you too. You too. So I did men- mention Credible Coach in your introduction, mm-hmm. and that was how you and I met because I stumbled across you on LinkedIn and your uh, your uh, coaching service on online of uh, Cred- Credible Coach. And um, so I think it'd be great to start there, as that's how mm-hmm. we we started. So it would be great to share with both Susie and I, and obviously all of our listeners, our CBBs a bit more about Credible Coach and what triggered you to create it? Yeah, sure. So Credible Coach um, came off the back of my own personal experience with a coach. Um, so over, it's probably about six years ago now, I launched uh, an app company um, because I'd, I'd had a coach before and I'd realised corporate world wasn't for me and it's something I'd, you know, had a had such a passion to do. Um, and I kept seeing these online adverts for this coach and he kind of promised the world, um, especially at that age where I was like, yes, I want to make millions. I want to be really successful. I want to do this. Yeah. And really prayed on it and kind of promised, you know, these huge big promises. Um, and I was like, yes, I, I, need, I need this coach to help me get over all these, you know, mindset uh, challenges that I'm going to have so I can, you know, grow the business and get it to where I want to be and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I had a chemistry call with him and he was lovely, really, really nice. Um, felt like he really understood me, my business, what I wanted to get. Um, and all in all, I paid for a six month package, which was quite a considerable amount of money in hindsight, probably shouldn't have quite gone invested that much in it. But I really do believe in investing in yourself um, to be able to, you know, get to the the stage that you want to do. Um, And then the first session, he didn't turn up. So I was like, oh, it's not the best start. So I was like, okay. So I was like, things happen. And initially I thought, oh, okay, something bad's happened to him. So I sent him a message and he's like, oh, sorry, some things came up. And I was like, okay, fine, we can reschedule. And the next session, he's about 15 minutes late. So I was like, it doesn't really, like, now I've paid this money. It doesn't really feel like you care anymore. Like, where's the kind of, you know, the, the, the passion to be able to help me? Um, and throughout the session, it was like a completely different person was in front of me. Uh, he was yawning. You could see he was looking at his phone. And he didn't seem interested in what I was saying God. at all. So I was thinking in my head, I was like, what like have you was this all kind of like a just a way for me to buy into you and part with this money um but then again I thought in my head I was like he you know he runs his own business he's probably really tired like you know he's probably got a lot going on I'll give him another try um didn't follow up with the session uh and then the next session it was the same thing he'd forgotten what we'd spoken about um had kind of uh didn't really understand what my actual app was about and and loads of things where I just thought this is ridiculous like now I understand coaching a lot better I was actually paying a pretty premium price for this so I was like no this is I'm not I'm not having this anymore um so I sent him a message and I just said this isn't this isn't working for me you know I leave each session feeling really deflated and feeling that you're not really that interested and it mm-hmm. seems to be a big contrast to what you were how you were on that first call and now I've parted with that money that's 
I, I feel that now you've got the money out of me, you don't really care. Mm. Um, and he said, no, no, we'll try again. Sorry, I've had a lot going on. And so I was like, okay, yeah, we'll try again for the next session. And the next session, it was, it was like he was really angry with me <laughs> because I'd said to him, you know, I'm really not happy with this. I want a refund. And you can't have a good coaching conversation if your coach is borderline passive aggressive and pretty angry <laughs> with you. It doesn't, it is not, it's not no, good. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> you don't want to open up because you're thinking this is probably going to be used against me at some point. So oh, I thought, oh, this, this isn't great. Um, so I said to him again at the end, I was like, it's, it's just, it's not going to work for me. Um, kind of get a refund for the remaining sessions. Uh, and then he just went completely AWOL. Didn't hear anything back from him. Uh, didn't respond to any of my emails for quite a few weeks. So I was like, you can't just like take, like take the rest of my money and just ignore me. Um, so then I took to um, Trustpilot and I thought, let's leave a really, really long, sassy review because that's the only way he's going to be able to, you know, kind of, kick him into action to give me a refund so I left this really long detailed review um and the really interesting thing was uh, I think it was maybe about two or three days later I'd gone to look at it and I couldn't find it anywhere so I was like where's my review gone like and then I was looking through and it was on it was like at the bottom of the second page so I was like there's absolutely no way that a coach in the space of three days has managed to get that many new uh, that many clients put through so then I thought actually maybe he's just told a load of people to to leave a review to push it down so then I went on to my friend's one and I was like can you just like do it again and just say really want to emphasize these points don't hire this coach he's not ethical he owes me a refund blah 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 blah. and then it was probably maybe four or five days later the same thing happened again so I was like he's definitely buying fake reviews like there's no doubt about it each of them had only left one review because you can see on on Trustpilot so I thought I know where and he's pushing it down to the next page so no one sees it because no one really digs that that far (laughs) in Um, and that was the thing that I uh, the reason why I initially went with him because he did you know he had screenshots of all these amazing reviews you're like oh he's he must be fantastic um So I kept leaving them and leaving them. And it was only when I started to get really active on blogs and getting other people to message him, I finally did get a refund. But I think it took all in all quite a few months to get it. Um, And a lot of getting legal people involved, trying to do as much to ruin his credibility. You know, it's all things you really don't want to be doing, especially when you're, you know, you're in such an early stage of starting a business. And I think when someone's quite, um, they've got quite a big following, and you think this is going to damage my own business. He's going to do things to ruin my credibility. And I'm only doing this to get this money back that I'm owed. But, mm. you know, I know that the, there's probably things he's doing. Um, so so that happened, yeah, it was probably about six, five, six, six or five years ago. And since then, um, I've always been, I've always loved personal development coaching. I did my NLP practitioner um, but I kept hearing similar stories um, of people that had bought into packages and they were unscrupulous coaches. They promised the world, they didn't deliver, they disappeared. And 
I kept hearing similar kind of names quite a lot of the time. Um, And then I started to go to quite a few of the seminars and notice kind of the really high pressure sales tactics that some people are using, uh, the way that they're really preying on your fears to pitch a sale and mm. all the nonsense that's going on in the in the industry. Um, I mean, there was <laughs> there was one that I went to and I took a friend with me and the sales pressure was so heavy that I had to run out and tell the reception to turn the lights off so I could get my friends out. <laughs> like some of them, some of them are really, really quite bad. And they're all, um, you know, they're all people that really want help. They're in, you know, they really want that support. They really, you know... Some of them are in a vulnerable position or some of them are really striving for more and they want Mm -hmm. to trust that person. Um, And from my own experience, not just the financial kind of hit, the mental hit it can have, Mm -hmm. um, especially when you kind of having to go after someone and like attack them a little bit just to just to be heard. Um, I wanted to try and do as much as I could so someone wouldn't have to have the same experience that I did. Yeah. Um, So many years later, hearing lots of stories, then I actually started being more serious about researching it. Um, So I started to get focus groups, surveys, started to get really active on LinkedIn, speaking to as many people as possible. And it seemed to be quite a big issue for the industry and also from the coach's perspective, their biggest bug, but there was, there was some of them that don't even call themselves a coach because of how badly some of these people have seemed to have tarnished the industry. Um, and they have said, numerous coaches have said, you know, they've had clients that it's been really hard for them to uh, open up and trust them because they've had a really bad experience before and they don't know, you know, if I open up, I'm like, is this going to be used against me? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I started Credible Coach because I truly believe in coaching and investing in yourself. And I wanted to provide a space where people could find a coach that actually really had their best interests at heart, um, that has raving reviews from all of their past clients that they can read and see. Um, and that they can trust that they will be able to get them to where they want to be in whatever, you know, respect, mm-hmm. respect that is. Um, so that is the, the journey of Credible Coach. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a really powerful and insightful story um, to hear, actually, you talk through. Because Lisa and I are obviously both trained coaches. Like, so I don't know about you, Lisa, but me, like for me, hearing Victoria tell that story, I was like basically coming out in hives. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is like everything that w- certainly I know we are not. Mm. And like, it it really shines then quite a light on that dark side of coaching mm. and those false promises, that false hope, that preying on, you know, that vulnerability like you talked about there, mm. which is really scary because when you train to be a coach, Certainly my experience, and I know the same for you, Lisa, we both worked really hard to get our qualification and to follow those ethics, to mm-hmm. follow those principles of good coaching mm-hmm. and build a trusting relationship. And I know because of the people we are, that's really important to us. So I, when I come across stories or see things on LinkedIn about people who haven't perhaps followed those same standards and hearing your story there, I'm just like, oh my goodness me, like, ah, no, I hate this. I hate hearing that people are doing this because mm. it's so 
wrong if mm. you are positioning and marketing yourself as a coach and you don't give two hoots about the other people that you are supporting and, um, and supposed to be helping yeah, yeah. so it goes yeah. against it I mean I think it's also really frustrating to hear it because actually I think one of the challenges that all of us coaches have is engaging with people about the real positive benefits and the power that coaching has and really supporting people to invest in themselves because I still think you know all of us are you know we find it quite easy to treat ourselves to things like new shoes and a holiday and you know things that you can then tangibly immediately feel the benefit of you get the satisfaction of it and actually investing in yourself in holistic um you know services that are about really uh, nurturing yourself inside out rather than outside in I think people still struggle with that notion and struggle like stumping up the cash for things like that because it's not so obvious as to what the benefits are necessarily going to be or they can feel very indulgent compared to like things that you can practically touch and and use so Mm -hmm. I think when you then hear those sorts of stories where you know people are totally manipulating what is essentially something that is so powerfully good when it's administered correctly and that can have so many amazing benefits but they are like tarnishing that and making that even harder than that engagement piece it's so it makes you so angry as well because you're like really <laughs> like I'd... like the challenge isn't big enough already and then there are those <laughs> like knobs out there who are like totally ruining it and making that challenge even harder you know it's just oh it's so and I, I empathize I empathize with with coaches because it's it's frustrating for me even being someone that actually had pretty bad experience with coaching when people view it as kind of an industry standard Uh, and I've had all sorts of people you know some of the stuff I've said about coaches you know oh they're all scam artists they're all bit and you just think no 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 that's not an industry standard by any means I've had so many fantastic coaches and the, the reason why you know good coaches get into it because they've got that desire to really you know help their clients and that's more important than you know how much money I can get out of them Mm. um and and you know as soon as they get the money then then they don't care that's not you know Mm. that's not what coaching is um and I think it's for uh, will be good for people to see that um make that distinction between the two and when they hear the horror stories and there's a lot of them out there to be able to go, okay, that's not an actual coach. That's mm. just someone that's trying to, you know, uh, has has maybe learned how to get people to talk about their fears and then get money out of them. But that's not mm. coaching. That's just, you know, mm. uh, someone that's 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 completely um, that's in it for the wrong reasons yeah. and still trusting coaching, which it's, it's difficult to do because after I really struggled to hire a coach, um, and that's when I came up with a whole like due diligence process. Um, I looked at how I could check reviews in like as much detail as possible, see if the person existed. I wanted to understand as much about all the different schools um, because I wanted to make sure that the next one, you know, was 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 good and really um, wanted to help me. Mm, um, yeah. But I can I can understand why people don't want to do that after. Yeah. Um, but they, I'd urge people to, um, but more so, you know, just to um, do due diligence and, and to 
hire a credible coach. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's where that's where obviously your business now, Credible Coach, really comes into play, doesn't it? So tell us a little bit more about what Credible Coach is for our listeners. Um, so Credible Coach is a place where you can come to see if um, which one which coaches are the best fit for you because uh, we realised pretty quickly that people are slightly clueless on what coach they need or and they need a little bit of guidance in that area because there's, there's you know there's quite quite a lot to choose from um so credible coach you answer a series of questions and then automatically it'll take you to a coach's profile that's best suited to uh the the answers you've given um so for instance if you're a founder and maybe you need help with work-life balance and the certain communication preferences you have then it will automatically direct you to the coach's profile that specializes in that area. And then on top of that, because we personally collect the testimonials, we also include that in the matching services, some extra kind of guidance to it as well. Um, Which all in all, the main aim is to get as many people as possible um, hiring coaches that they can trust and getting the actual experience that they should be getting from coaching and to know that, um the the ones they're recommended are credible are proven um have trained at credible schools and have helped their previous clients cool love it so it's kind of like a a kind of like a matchmaking service for coaches (laughs) i was waiting to say tinder (laughs) she said to me oh it's like tinder for the coaching world (laughs) not sure that's going to be my linkedin bio (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I was thinking shit I better change my headshot I don't know if it's a good yeah. enough one otherwise yeah. I might get people might swipe swipe the wrong way <laughs> oh but I love it it's so simple as an idea and you know such so effective and also based on like you said your experiences so there mm. really is a need and a gap you know to provide a service like this so um it's incredible to hear how it can really benefit people looking to be matched with a credible coach you know, it's so important. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you. you are right, Victor. I think there are, I mean, I've experienced it heavily, especially in the last, I would say, sort of nearly two years of spending a lot more time on LinkedIn in terms of how much I get approached um, by coaches who do come with this, I'm going to save you kind of mentality, yes. which I really hate because you know, not just because I am a coach and that is an approach that I would never take, (laughs) but because I get so frustrated by the fact that I'm getting um, people, complete strangers coming and telling me they know what I need without any conversation. And I think that I would have found that very uncomfortable even before I was a qualified coach because it would ring you know, alarm bells of, well, how could you possibly know that you can help me when we, you don't even know who I am and we haven't had a conversation and, you know, you know nothing about me. And I think, you know, when it comes to, I suppose, watch outs for people, I think that is one of the biggest ones, which is, you know, ask yourself, you know, what gives them the, you know, the ability to know what's right for me you know, that, how how can they possibly know that if they don't know anything about you? And there are lot yeah. there is lots of that. I mean, I think it's not just actually, um, it's not just the the coaching industry that's getting 
I think, tarnished by that. There are lots of other industries in a very similar way. I think it's true of recruitment, actually, because I think I get a lot of recruiters contacting me out of the blue saying, I've got this perfect job for you. And I'm looking at it going, well, I don't know how you work that one out because, <laughs> um, you know, especially because they seem to only focus in a, on a part of my CV that's so old now. Like, oh, well, once upon a time you did this role and I'm looking at it going, yeah, straight out of university. Like, have you not have you not seen a single thing that I've done since? Rude. <laughs> haven't followed my achievements, clearly. But like equally, it's sort of it's that annoying kind of approach of I've got the right answer for you. And I hate it. And I find that really patronizing as well. Like. Do you not think I already have that capability? Like, and that I think I know what's right for me already. But that could also be the coach in me that says that. Because I'm like, I can make my own decisions. And I already know the answer. <laughs> I just need some, sometimes I just need some support to like get them out. But, you know, I hate it. I just ignore everything like that on LinkedIn. But I do think LinkedIn's a, like a rife place for that sort of behaviour. It's so infuriating. Yeah. And, and Instagram as well. I think they're so much kind of noise that it's hard to kind of wade through it all and really be like who's legit here yes, who's just yeah. tell me what you think I want to hear um yeah. and I get I get so many and some of them are actually a little bit insulting where it's like it's assuming that I am a struggling mess that can't get out of bed in the morning yes. <laughs> I'm like, do you mind <laughs> I mean, some days I'm like, how did you know? Yeah. Can, you see me? Can you see me right now? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit. Where are they? But no, you're right. The noise is so loud. And actually, that is true of yes. Instagram. Oh, my God. I keep getting these. Um... Sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, thanks. But then I'm like, no, it's a scam. And, you know, these requests on Instagram that are like, hey, we've seen you. and We think you'd be great to like market our latest product or model for you you know like model for us and I'm like oh that's very kind of you and then I'm like no that's clearly that's clearly they've sent that to about 500 people probably I don't think it's a compliment slash I don't know why they would have based that on that most recent photo I've posted because I'm clearly like taking the piss out of something um but you're right the noise is loud and it is disconcerting I mean I'm I'm quite distrusting actually on online platforms um so my first thought is always scam so I just delete yeah. stuff. But I'm yeah. I'm sure that, you know, not all of us are as overly critical or cautious as I am. And there are people out there who are, um, you know, who will potentially buy into that. And that is a bit scary because then it does play on that, again, that, that vulnerability piece. Mm. Yeah. And I think as well, and I, I noticed my LinkedIn posts that seem to do the best are just the ones where it's kind of, you know, there is a lot of noise and crap out there. <laughs> I've ex- I've experienced it. I've seen it. These are the messages. I've seen fake testimonials. This is what it looks like. Um, I've done a few videos on how to spot them as well because I think you know the, there needs to be that balance of when I'm speaking about coaching to people and I can see they maybe sometimes get the back up a bit where you like, oh, you're gonna you know try and be my savior to be like, no, actually, I'm there. There's a lot of noise out there. This is what you need to look for. If you don't hire a coach, that's absolutely. If you don't hire a coach, that's fine. But here's the things that you need to look for, mm-hmm. um, because I think it's just being honest with with people, because I think quite a lot of people, especially in the UK, um, are um, they're, they're con- not so much concerned. What's the word I'm looking for? It takes a lot more kind of uh, trust building for them to actually think. I'm going to listen to you or I'm going to speak to a coach that you recommend 
Um, even quite a few of the people that come through on the matching service, I'll see the land on the coach's page and they'll look around and then they'll come back and then I'll have to contact them to then schedule a call to then really get them to actually trust me um, and ask loads of questions. And then, you know, weeks later they come back. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. So it's, it's quite a, from my experience, it's quite a long process to get people to really trust you. And I think mm-hmm. that just kind of shows people's kind of um, view on coaching and really needs to be hundred percent certain that um, the, the, the person or the company that's, you know, saying they're credible that they can actually trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a huge amount of work we've, we've had to do there, but um, I think the most important thing is just being really honest with people that, no, I'm not saying hire any coach and you all need to go and get any coach. It's, you know, finding one that actually, um is you know has had the training got the experience and can actually help you Mm. because to build on that victoria what what is your advice to anyone who is seeking a coach um i definitely would say i mean it's probably not an obvious one from my own experience do you do diligence um as much as obviously like a chemistry call if you can gel and trust them i did and still it didn't end too well um, there's a tool called, and my brain's gone blank. I think it's a Google search one. I can, where you can type in basically the coach's name, you can see what people are saying online about them everywhere. Um, and it's one of the, we, we use a kind of similar version to see what people are saying in blogs on Facebook posts. Cause if someone, if, if a few people have had a really bad experience, um, especially if it's maybe more high profile coach, it's unlikely you'll be able to really hear hear those experiences because they Mm -hmm. can be quite well heard um and also in terms of the testimonials um i see a a huge amount of of coaches and i i get the anonymous piece um but there'll be like a facebook post where they'll scribble out the name the picture and i see that all the time and it could literally be anyone that's that's leaving it um i think because we've got that kind of truth bias we believe everything that we see without questioning okay how easy could that have been to Fake. it mm. is quite easy to fake that if someone really wanted to um you know I'm not I'm not saying go to the lengths that that I do but I think definitely have um have a look online see what other people are, are saying about them in the depths of the internet yeah um and check testimonials as well <clears throat> make sure that you can you can trust them too um because I've even had a coach I mean this goes to show how how bad it is. Um, so there's a coach that applied for Credible Coach. He had all the qualifications, big following on LinkedIn, really um, quite open, like vulnerable posts. Um, so I thought, oh, he seems like, he seems brilliant. And um, we checked all the certificates, checked, uh, checked insurance, et cetera. And then we were collecting the testimonials. And um, so we do kind of like spot ones where we'll kind of call and, and ask a few questions. Um, and there was one guy who seemed a little bit, a little bit kind of sheepish. Like it was a really, really fantastic testimonial, but on the phone he seemed kind of just very flat. And I was like, if you've had this amazing experience, so I was like, something isn't right here. Um, so then we collected another one, and the guy who had left it, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to call him straight away. And I was like, I'm just cashiers few questions just really want to understand it and he was quite similar as well um and I said to him I was like this is completely confidential 
none of this is going to go anywhere. But I have a feeling that you've probably not had that much of a good experience with this coach. And he literally said, he was like, I have to leave this testimonial or I don't get a refund. And I was like, oh. So I was like, right, okay. Um, that's not good at all because oh, maybe the other clients wow. have had it. And I was literally thinking in my head, I was like, like, how has he managed to pull the wool over my eyes? Um, so I, so I said to him, I was like, your, your best bet is to say, you know, um, get the refund and then say the testimonial won't get up and then I won't let the coach come on. Um, and then he sent me the email trail um, and the coach was absolutely horrific, a completely different person. Um, and he refused to give him the money back. Uh, it's kind, kind of a little bit of a similar situation that I had. Yeah. We actually responded to him. Um, and I think he was paying about 1200 a month um, for, yeah. And he was, he was, he's basically saying, you know, I'm going to go out of business. I've got young kids. Um, you know, this, this, I thought it was going to be a bit more than a session every, I think it was like a call every week or something. Um, so, so yeah, so basically, obviously, I didn't let that coach on, and that was a big eye opener where I thought, "Wow, like mm. that's that's someone digging. That is someone actively digging. How easy that would be!" And he's he's got a big following on LinkedIn. He's well, he's very well known in his industry, and a lot of people wouldn't have said that because he was worried about his, which I completely resonated with. You're worried about your own business. You're worried about what will happen to you mm-hmm. if you, you know, you, you, you kick off about it. Um, wow. So I think, you know, this isn't to say, you know, you should be always kind of skeptical, but I think definitely doing that extra bit of digging. Yeah. Um, I would absolutely advise. Yeah. Like the due Especially- diligence piece. Yeah. I suppose, <clears throat> I mean, the stories you're sharing, Victoria, I mean, I think they demonstrate for me why doing due diligence is so critical, but that shouldn't put people off from wanting to to seek a coach and to to invest in coaching. I think it's just, you know, being really confident that actually you've done the checks and that you feel the person's right for you. Because, I mean, I know with my own coaches that I've employed in the past, I've always checked their qualifications and to ensure they have them. And that to your point, Victoria, actually, actually even the educational body that they've used is a credible one and one that I know of and that I know delivers coaching, you know, that I know it's not some fabricated institution. Um, so I've definitely always employed a coach with an, an educational body I recognize and, and I respect. And to be honest with me, that's the first thing I do is actually check they're qualified because, you know, that's really important to me. And because I know that if they're qualified, they've gone through, you know, a lot of assessment to, to be able to call themselves a coach, which, you know, also because I'm, I've, I've invested a lot in my own training and, you know, that's important to me because I wouldn't go off, you know, I wouldn't utilize someone who, in my opinion, hasn't put the work in, I guess. Um, and I think then it's about, checking to see if they're right for me based on my needs you know mm. do they actually even practice coaching in areas that I would like to improve on so then I know that they're they're sort of in the, at least the sort of area of, of coaching and, and experience that I need and then I spend a bit of time I suppose if you like in in the only way that we can which is online sort of getting to know them a bit so, you know, watching what they're doing, watching what they post, engaging with their website, engaging with their content, 
And then I look at testimonials before I have a call. So, I mean, even I go through quite a few steps because Mm. actually to get the most out of coaching, you do have to trust the person because you, you, you'll get more out of it, the more honest and open you are. Because obviously the whole process is about being honest and open really with yourself. Mm. But the person who you employ to support you with that, the coach is is there to facilitate that and to be your soundboard and to, I suppose, hold you to account because they're witnessing it. Well, you're Mm. only going to want, you're only really going to be really honest and open with somebody else if you feel comfortable. So that does take Mm. a bit of time to like cultivate. I think as a coach myself, I've had to, I suppose, be realistic in that time frame and be realistic around how long that could take for some people. Because actually, for me, at times, it's taken a bit of, of time. Mm. You know, it's not it's not been instant. I've gone, yes, you know, I've, I'll employ that yeah. person. You know, so I think it's being realistic around that and actually patient, which is quite hard when it's your business and, and it's mm. your income. But I think that's really important. And it, it is what keeps you, I personally think, true and honest as a coach that you just have to allow people the space and the time to make the decision. And if you're not right for them, you're not right for them, but somebody else will be, you know, there's, yeah. Yeah. And that, that pressurization is so ugly. If anyone ever does that, I would say as a a watch out to anybody, if you ever feel like you've been put under pressure, it's a no go. Just don't go there. It's such an emotional investment. I don't think it's kind of good grounds to start a coaching relationship with someone. If you feel like, you know, they've they've had that timer on the landing page where yeah. you make this huge decision in the next Gosh. three minutes. I was like, um, yeah. I, I think, I, and I think any of those kind of deals that are out there that are like that, I don't particularly like. Which is this yeah. whole, it's a special offer for today and today only. If you don't sign up today, you lose out. I know for yeah. me personally, we're all different. I switch off. Mm. I go, ah, no, no, I, no, I'm not. I'm not ready, and I'm not going to be told by someone that now's the time. You know. Yeah. So that always switches me off. I'm like, oh, I'd rather pay a bit more knowing that I did it at a time that was right for me because I decided to do it, not because yeah, I felt exactly. like pressurized. Um, and I've seen that tactic a few times, which I just think I think is ugly. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm quite adverse to a lot of the sales tactics, I think, in general, because I just don't. I, 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 that actually is what erodes trust me. If I feel yeah. like I'm being sold a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, oh, no, I don't like this. Oh, no. <laughs> um, as I, we're all different. That, that, yeah, that, some people that I won't be a problem. It's for me. Really aware that I'm in a funnel. <laughs> yes, so you're just like, mm, yeah, I'm really in a funnel, and I feel like they just don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Get me well, out of this funnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah God, hundred percent. People are gonna be like, "What are they talking about?" Funnel. Yes, it's. If you're in a sales, thing, people, it's, it's a, a sales thing. funnel. It's a yeah. sales tactic. Yeah. If you're in, yeah. if you're in the funnel, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get out. <laughs> no, no. Goodness me, goodness me. So, I mean, I, it, I think I feel like we've we have like we've we've talked about the the kind of negative and like the watch out space. I, I realise it's been very doom and gloom. Oh right? no, like, I know. It's, 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 awful out there don't do it <laughs> no it's like no you must use credible coach that's the solution here. you must use credible coach but I think like to sort of like conclude our discussion around this I think it would be um it would be great to sort of to balance that conversation and you know clearly Victoria you're passionate about coaching and its benefits because you've seen you've seen that side too and and credible coach is very much 
about enabling others to benefit from coaching and to Mm. find the right coaches for them and to really experience the, the, I suppose, the authentic, positive power of coaching. Mm. Um, So it'd be great from you to sort of, I suppose, conclude on that note. And if you can share your experience of actually when you've had really great coaching Mm. and, and what that was like for you. My, uh, it's the first coach I ever had, um, was absolutely fantastic. Um, and without having that coaching back then, which is probably, uh, I think it was maybe like a year or two before I hired the bad coach. Um, (laughs) (laughs) good one came first. Um, and she, without a doubt, I would not be where I am now without that coaching back then. Um, because, um, so the reason I'd hired I'd hired her was because I'd come out of university and I'd gone straight into a pretty good job um, and uh, I'd gone into a HR role when I'd done one module at uni and people that actually did HR as a degree didn't didn't get it so I was like I'm very very lucky here um, <laughs> and then got promoted I think two months in and then um, I was part of a really small team looking after I think we had about 62 properties so it was uh, across the UK and Ireland um, and it was an odd moment because I was like I've, I've really landed on my feet here come straight out of university you know I've got a much I'm in this big blue chip company I've got all these responsibilities I'm learning loads and I was like in the back of my head I thought is this it is it am I gonna have to be doing this for the next like 40 years and it was a bizarre moment where um, and I had my parents like, oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Well done. And my friends saying, oh, how did you do that? You know, we're interning and making coffees. <laughs> um, so I hired a coach. So I was like, I need I need some help, actually, like enjoying this, like enjoying being here and, and feeling kind of grateful for being able to get my foot in the door so quickly, which, you know, is hard when you're a graduate. Mm. Um, I think I'm just was very good at that interview (laughs) and um, so I hired that coach um, with the illusion of I need you to make me kind of enjoy this and make me feel that I'm not I felt really flat at the end of the day like like I just I don't know maybe everyone's everyone's making out this is amazing and I'm like I'm gonna be doing this for ages Um, so Long story short um, through a lot of reflective work and she really dig deep and she kind of could read the the kind of nuances of what I was thinking um and we digged and actually through that coaching with her I came to the realization that I was not meant to be in the corporate world I wasn't meant to be doing HR that actually wasn't aligned with my values it wasn't what was making me like staying within that environment was never going to make me fulfilled because it wasn't what actually I wanted to be doing um and it was a happy and sad moment of, great, finally, I can leave here. And then, oh, what do I do now? <laughs> um, so that's when I'd moved on to the app because I was like, I'm really creative. Um, there's uh, the whole kind of being in a corporate, you're very rigid what you can cut, especially in HR. Um, and that's when I came to the realisation, yes, I'm going to do the app. Um, and then the second barrier I had was a huge fear of failure, uh, especially considering in my mind I was going to leave this job and um, be full-time doing the app. Uh, and I thought, I can't bear leaving that and it not work because everyone will say, oh, you know, why, why, have, you, why have you left a good job to go and, you know, this hobby that hasn't worked? 
Um, and she got me, she got me over that. Um, the app ended up failing <laughs> um, because the developer uh, hired a dodgy developer. Um, but I'm so happy that experience happened because I actually publicly dealt with failure and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So then when I've started other things, I've gone, you know, I'll try my best. But that's I think for a lot of people, that's a huge barrier. Mm, and they yeah. stay stay in positions they don't want to be in. They don't start. They don't do these things. Um, when I'm so glad I had a coach, you know, early, early 20s when I didn't really care as much. But I got past that barrier um, and it was nowhere near as bad as I, you know, had pictured it to be in my head. Um, and I'm very thankful for that coaching to be able to have made me make that move and mm-hmm. made me look at it. Um, and I learned a huge amount in the space of them, them few years than I would have done, you know, years and years and years being in the, the corporate world. So um, definitely seen the, the best of coaching. She was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I've had loads of great coaches since then. Uh, I've only had one bad experience, but I've had a lot of coaches um, and definitely it's helped uh, change my perspective on things. Um, I feel that, especially with the pandemic, you know, um, it was it was very stressful. There was a lot going on, but through coaching, I was able to see that things that I can't control, I'm not going to worry about. I'm not going to spend too much time on. Yeah. I'm just going to focus on what I can control. And I'm not going to worry about that either because I can control it. And having that big, shift through coaching and personal development um I definitely say I'm I take more risks and I'm more fulfilled I'd say throughout my day-to-day in all areas more I'm more fulfilled because I'm more kind of conscious of of it um so I definitely recommend to to anyone to to hire a coach mm. um it's definitely the best investment I've made in in myself um mm. and in the business as well it's just choosing the right coach for you, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. <laughs> the right coach for you. Thank you so much, Victoria, for sharing that. It's it's so interesting and it's and it's great hearing. I think what I would classify as a really balanced experience and view of coaching. Uh, you know, I think it's it's great actually to hear the positives and the the negatives because they do exist and they exist in anything. And and I think it's great hearing it from such a like honest like truthful really like real experience and perspective as yours Mm -hmm. so if people are interested in learning more about credible coach and how credible coach can help them to identify a coach if coaching is something that they're they're exploring at the moment how do they find you um so the website is crediblecoach.co.uk um however if you would prefer to ask me um, any questions about coaching or to have a call at all, uh, then my LinkedIn is Victoria Barker and I've got a bright blue screen behind me. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're unsure, if you're unsure which one she is, which yeah. Victoria Barker you're looking yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Incredible uh, Coach, your banner as well. I think it is your banner behind your picture on LinkedIn. Yes. Yes, it, there's blue everywhere. There's blue everywhere. <laughs> yeah, very, very, the blue. Yeah, very on blue. brand. Uh, <laughs> and then, Victoria, what would be your top tips if somebody is looking for choosing a coach right now, making sure that that is they are choosing the right coach for them? Have you got any top tips that you would share with our listeners? Uh, yes, I would definitely say, and I feel like this is another plugin, but uh, using our matching service without a doubt um, because it asks certain questions about all areas of 
your business, your career and your life to be able to spot where you might actually need support in. Um, and then it will direct you to that coach uh, automatically. Mm. Um, definitely have uh, a few discovery calls with a few different coaches. Um, I've heard a few people that, you know, they've, they've had one and didn't gel and decided that coaching wasn't for them. You know, try a few different coaches, uh, even ones where initially you think might not be the right coach for you. Um, definitely have a wild card in there um, <laughs> because actually one of one of the coaches I gelled with the most initially, I don't know, from the, the uh, LinkedIn, I'd kind of felt um, wouldn't be the best fit. Um, and also, to, and it's the hardest part, and I definitely um, found it difficult initially, but to be really open and honest um, and don't hold anything back and it's hard to do I think especially you know the the stiff upper lip the the English arm and it's hard to do but to get the most out of it you know you need to be really open and honest about it and your insecurities and your fears and you know um to be able to get the most out of it um because I have known a couple of people that have not told the coach certain things because they they're we're maybe a little bit too proud to to say it, but to really get the the most out of it, to be you know really open, really honest, um, and you know a good coach will be able to hold that space for you and and you know not uh, judge anything that you're saying. That's great. Thank you so much, Victoria. That's brilliant. Really appreciate it. And it's been lovely to have you join us on the coaching cast. And Thank all you for having me. The, and all the best with Credible Coach. Yeah, good luck Thank with Credible you. Coach. Thank you so much for Thanks. coming on today. It's been amazing to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's now time for Bullshit Bingo, where we call out phrases which get commonly used in the workplace, which make us cringe. Today's bullshit bingo has come courtesy of my husband. It's a word that he heard recently when he was on a conference call. And the word is hard stop. (laughs) (laughs) So, Suze, what are your thoughts about this particular bullshit bingo? So hard stop. Well, firstly, thanks, Dom, for providing this bullshit bingo of hard stop because um, it's a good one. We've not had this one. No, we haven't. No, it's quite a common phrase, I think, that's used. Um, I've definitely heard it. Mm -hmm. I've definitely used it, unsurprisingly. Um, And, yeah, it is a good one. Like, when you actually stop and think about it, think about the context, what it actually means, you know, we've all been on, on a call or in a meeting. It's like, right, we've got a hard stop at 4 p.m. because someone needs to go somewhere or do something. <laughs> so, I stop isn't hard enough, though. I thought stop was very much like a stop. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about it like, you know, like road signs, mm-hmm. a stop sign. There's no like, there's no debate. Hard stop. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- there's no debate about a stop sign. Exactly. Like, you stop. You stop. Because you have to, because it's usually where it's a dangerous junction or whatever. But like you just no opportunity to continue. It's a stop. You don't debate the stop. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny that in the business context, we have to have a hard stop because a stop isn't assertive enough. And it's not definite enough. 
So we've negotiated. Apparently, you can negotiate a stop now. So now there is a hard stop. There's oh, a God. hard stop. It's not brilliant. I love how overcomplicated the world of work becomes when that complexity. You have to have a is, hard stop. Uh, I just I don't have enough time in my day and capacity for this complexity around negotiating stop times. Like this is amazing. <laughs> like, what was Dom's reaction to this on the call? Well, we know Dom is hilarious in that Dom. It has not worked in the corporate world. His background is not corporate. So for those of you who are aware of uh, my husband's uh, um, career, will know that he has owned a pub for nine and a half years, the pub that we've recently sold that I was celebrating last week. And so his experience of the world of work business is very different to mine. And he's not familiar with corporate language but he was on a conference call with another business recently again not in um a, a pub trade business and this is where that got used and it was used <laughs> by a pair of essentially marketeers they 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 lead and run social media for the business and it was them that told him that they had a hard stop and okay it was a meeting in which he was already pissed off because it was, in his <laughs> eyes, a pointless meeting. Oh, no. And one that had already dragged on and he'd found infuriating. So when he then got told that they had a hard stop, well, he was already riled. It pushed him right over the edge. I think the words were, I tell you what, I've got, my hard stop is this red button, i.e. the <laughs> meeting on the Zoom call. And he pressed it and left. So that was a real drop the mic moment. But... He, that was a hard stop, literally. Yeah, literally. But he came off and he told me about it afterwards. And he went, I've got a great bullshit bingo for you. Yay. He, he was like, these two Muppets used it. It's hard stop. And I thought it was brilliant, especially with the story told me around it. Well, I love the fact that apparently in Dom's words, these two Muppets have given us great content yeah. for this episode with this bullshit bingo. So thanks Excellent. for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so as always, if you've got your own favourite bullshit bingos and we haven't used them yet, please do send them to us. You can email us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or you can message us on Instagram and LinkedIn if you wish uh, and YouTube actually for that matter. Don't forget, yes. we have our YouTube channel where you we can do. watch this beautiful podcast um, <laughs> you can send us your bullshit bingos and we will feature them we are coming to the end of today's episode where we've talked with the brilliant victoria barker around how you can choose the right coach for you she concluded our conversation with her with some great tips for you to go away and try for yourselves and these were Victoria's tips. So number one, make sure that you do the relevant due diligence because it's really important in finding the right coach for you. Maybe use a matching service such as Credible Coach that can help you find the right coach. Number two, discovery calls with a few coaches are critical as well in that process of finding the right coach for you and make sure you include within that a wild card in her words uh, to make see if you can find um lots of different coaches speak to lots of different coaches and make sure that you find the right one for you and number three be open and honest with a potential coach don't hold back in communicating what your fears and insecurities are going into that coaching. Because actually, if they are a good coach, they will be able to hold that safe space for you 
to explore and really move forward with what some of that uh, is and how you're feeling. Don't worry, you don't need to remember these top tips now because all of our top tips are available on our Instagram page at The Coaching Cast this week. So on a Wednesday, we feature all of our top tips on our Instagram page and they're all available for you as well in our highlights section if you want to have a look at any older top tips from past episodes. So we really hope you enjoyed today and our conversation with Victoria and that you've got some new ideas to take away and try for yourselves. If you have any questions, thoughts or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or on Instagram by searching for at thecoachingcast. Your support always means everything to us. Therefore, if you like what you've heard, then please give us a follow on Instagram at The Coaching Cast. Leave us a review on Apple and Google Podcasts. And most importantly, subscribe to future episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on YouTube by searching The Coaching Cast. In next week's episode, we're discussing how to lead inclusively. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that one. That's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we both love music and we use it to motivate and energize us. So we like to finish each episode with our personal song recommendation, giving you positivity and energy as you launch into your next meeting. It's my choice this week and I've got a bit old school actually and chosen more than this by Roxy Music. I love this tune. It's great. <laughs> it's guilty pleasure track. So yes. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, CBBs. It's been great to have you here with us as always. Have a great week. And remember, you've got this. <laughs>